Welcome to the fundamental interconnectedness of all things. My name is Jeremy. I'm Data. Oh, hey, Data. What's going on there, buddy? Well, uh, I. You're a lieutenant, am full. aren't you? On the bridge of the Starship Enterprise? Yes. Yes, I am, actually. And uh, I need some new contact lenses because these are getting all foggy. Oh, yes. Well, it's kind of steamy in the hologram room, and I just came from there to. Uh, you've been the electrodes. You've been in the holodeck there with Tasha Yars a little bit there. No, no, I've been in there with Warp, Warp, Warp. <laughs> he's he's on the next next generation. This is the yes. This is the Star Trek uh, impression for the guy who doesn't really watch Star Trek. Called <laughs> yes, my name's Data, and I was in the hologram room with Warp. <laughs> <laughs> what warp you never saw warp the warp characters yeah they yeah were, that was like the blooper reel they they it was a it was a, a cyborg uh gandalf or you no know, what what was warp you know my, my favorite character in that show was cap captain pinkerton <laughs> he was a he was a cyborg klingon and commander striker those all those guys were just brilliant what was that he uh, warp was a cyborg klingon that was aboard the the warship that warp came from you never saw that episode? I must have missed that one. Wow. Was that like uh, one of the unreleased episodes or uh, one of the bootlegs from the archives that was re Yeah, I don't think they ever remade that one. Because actually, Star Trek was actually uh, a show that was made back in the 50s. Um, but it was not It was not space. It was like... It was, oh, wasn't it the 60s? Yeah, but it was it was based on the, uh, the, the, the wagon trail. from. The, it was called the Oregon Trek. Okay. Instead of Star Trek. Oh, okay. And so they, they had wagons... But num- Hey, number one, <laughs> there looks like there's some gold over there. Why don't we plot a course for California? Number one, we need some beans. We need some beans. <laughs> yeah, that was the episode with Cookie. Well, Captain, <laughs> I got a big pot right here. Where'd you get them? Ah, I just rustled them up at that last <laughs> warp station. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Warp. Uh, <laughs> we were uh, talking about data. We were data. How many how many terabytes of data do you have? Did you say? Well, six, per- seven, personally two. How many think? How many terabytes of data? Lot and three. I don't know. I've got data. I got data. Think about data. Comprise, huh? Think about data for a second here. You've got your uh, email. You use Gmail, right? And you mm-hmm. probably have some other email accounts that you're not even really using or. Um, yeah, you've set up, and they're sitting there. They're probably amassing mm-hmm. spam or whatever. Um, you've got your Facebook, which you're uploading little bits of your information as well as pictures. Um, do, I don't. Do you maintain a blog of any kind? No. Okay. Well, I started one, and I kind of forgot about it. But then you've got the you got your pictures on your hard drive. You've got things my that Twitter. are your twi- your tweets. Uh, oh, my tweets! Yes, yes. Uh, your 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 DVDs, your CDs, whatever data. Oh, memory cards. So think so, of all, think of all the data that you have. That just, well, these bits. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Of information That's, that are when I when I asked you though, I I didn't I actually didn't mean um, like your 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 DVDs because sure. yeah, there's there's a gig there's a couple gigs in a DVD. Right? I'm not even talking about like a, a DVD movie that you buy at the store. I'm talking about like if you've ever burnt yourself a DVD. Like oh, here's a bunch of pictures. I'm going to burn this DVD and I'm oh, going to okay. put it on my pile. And yeah, and here's my pile of here's my music, my MP3s, my my videos. My... Okay, now here's the question then. <clears throat> okay, so you said well, you never answered it. What? How uh, many? Oh. How many? Garab terabytes? 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 What's what's above a terabyte? Petabyte. Oh, a petabyte that's... is a thousand terabytes. Ooh, would you say you have a petabyte? No. Wow. No. If you're talking about just like spinning on a hard drive in the house somewhere, I probably have close to two terabytes. But 
when I think about this, I think about I have. Well, you have a server here in the house? No. Oh, I thought you did. But I mean, think about it. my laptop's got a hundred and sixty gigabyte hard drive. Uh, I have a popcorn hour, which has a bunch of movies and music files on it. That's got a terabyte hard drive in it. It's almost full. Uh, this computer here that we record the podcasts on, it's got all of our podcasts, all of my videos. Uh, that's probably got 750 gig of space available, and I'm probably using, I don't know, five 600 gigabytes of that. Then upstairs, attached to the laptop with the 160 gig hard drive, is a 700 or 640 gig uh, USB hard drive, and that's got backup files and stuff, uh, and that's probably a good half full. Do you have all that data stored on a, on a uh, server somewhere in cyberspace there? Some of it, like pictures and stuff. I have the majority of my pictures are sitting on uh, one of uh, a web host, GoDaddy's web web servers. So, yeah, if this house burnt down, I would have access to those pictures. That well, are you should have there. all that data backed up over there. I mean, you, you, you're probably paying a, a pittance for a, 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 a terabyte or even more. Yeah. I mean, how much does it cost to rent a, a petabyte on, on online? Well, a pet. Well, see now with GoDaddy, they 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 claim that it's unlimited. Like I have unlimited space right. out there, and realistically, it's 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 for web data. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing really. There's nothing stopping me from putting everything up on on their web servers. They might. I mean, you could encrypt it so it wouldn't be uh, easily right. accessible, right? But there's other things. There's uh, like kryptonite. No, not kryptonite. <laughs> that would be the antithesis of uh, carbonite. Carbonite is. Oh yeah, uh, they advertise on Pandora all the time. And, and the idea behind there, I think it's, I, I think it's, I think it's inexpensive. I've got a coworker who swears by. It's like fifty dollars a year, I think, is what I heard or something. You can back up one computer in your house. Every day uh, you're almost or something? Every time you make a change, or I don't know if you schedule it or whatever. But what he says the nice thing is is he can go anywhere in the world on any computer and just retrieve a file. You know, mm-hmm. so if you get your resume or whatever, you can And you happen to be, yeah. you know, picking rice in, in yeah. China. And you happen to be applying for a job in China, you can yeah. download that off of the Carbonites. And this is not an advertisement for Carbonite. I'm just saying like that's that's what the cloud is, you know, like uh, your Gmail, your Google all of those things where you're putting, even Facebook to a certain degree, where you're putting stuff up there and then you can retrieve that information elsewhere, that's essentially the cloud. I don't know if you've heard of the cloud. I mean, there's been commercials on television. Yeah, it's Microsoft, isn't it? It's not Microsoft. Microsoft is is there's kind of heavily promoting yeah. this idea of the cloud, but the cloud is not Microsoft. The cloud is basically any data you put on the Internet that you can get somewhere else. Well, so how does that cloud. how does that dovetail into the net neutrality laws? I mean, eventually, well, they're they're. I'm driving to a different point, but this is this is a good 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 direction to go. So, like with the net neutrality things, like the whole idea is that a lot of these companies are springing up to provide you storage or services in the cloud. For example, uh, Carbonite for backup. Uh, Google for almost unlimited emails, or Netflix for streaming you television and movies, all that sort of stuff, right? Well, and SuperNet, what, isn't that all they do is, like, host? Well, that's a little different. They they provide Internet access, and they host web servers. But what I'm trying to get at is... Okay, but to, web servers are, are yeah. basically uh, the Internet, right? I mean, well, the, yeah. You, you, yeah. you're a company, and you say, piece. oh, I want to put my entire website up there so that... You know, anybody that wants to look for my information, so it's all stored on their servers. Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the cloud, right? Absolutely. It's the commercial part, maybe. but And we're maybe talking individual here, uh, right? I'm saying essentially. I mean, 
there's a lot more details that go into the cloud, but uh, surface and layman's terms, yes, all of that that you just described is the cloud. But what I'm trying to get to is what you just brought up about the um, net neutrality. Net neutrality, which uh, so all of these companies have sprung up to provide you all these online services. The providers are now looking at this, going, "How can I mean? How can we make money yeah. off of this?" What they're saying we is, we don't want to let them get access to that all the time. Oh my gosh, this is going to hurt our infrastructure, and it's going to cause slowdowns for our customers and then we'll be providing poor customer support for our customers when in reality it's how do we put up some tollways? Mm -hmm. You want to get from point A to point B. How can I make that cost Mm -hmm. you money? And so what it's going to be is that, well, the first 400 miles of your journey are going to be free. Well, not free. Are going to be covered under the $35, $40, $70 a month that you pay for an internet service. Mm -hmm. And then each additional 60 miles, you got to really look at the fine print, is going to cost you another 10 bucks, another $10, another $10. So, Well, unless you go to their sanctified websites. Well, that's, okay, so there's there's a couple of different things. That's um, kind of like the cell phone plans where they say, yeah, you can call anybody with our provider uh, for free, right. mobile to mobile, right. whatever, but if you want to call your friend that doesn't have our service, right. bing, you're going to get dinged. So I'm talking about, I guess I'm talking about caps at this point. And almost all of these major internet providers are going to start enforcing caps. So if you're a heavy Netflix uh, watcher or you, I don't well, know. Well, then you can heavy, just buy a service that's heavy on Netflix, right? N- well, hang on. That's part B. So part A is this cap capping idea. And that says that, forget about the net neutrality, but if I watch more than, say, I don't know, I'm just going to throw out a number. I'm not going to say this is based in reality. But if I watch more than... 20 movies in a month, that 21st movie is going to cost me $10 because I've, I've busted through my cap. Like your minutes, like you've crossed the 750-minute mark, mm-hmm. now you have to buy 200 more minutes because that's what your plan stipulates. So that's what a lot of these Internet service providers are doing. Now, what you're talking about is this whole net neutrality idea that if I have AT&T U-verse and they're partnered with Amazon Video On Demand, I will have maybe quicker access or I might actually have uncapped access to Amazon Video On Demand, whereas Netflix, I may have uh, uh, crippled internet access, slower access to them, and I may be enforced by a cap so that I... So you'll only be able to watch movies with with people that have disabilities in them? Why? (laughs) Because it's crippled access. Uh, That's what we in the tech business refer to as rye. I'm I'm drinking rye, so I'm having rye. It's rye humor. Any sort of any sort of technology that, like, (sighs) crippled technology, like uh, your phone, for example, your iPhone. Well, no, I I was making a joke. I know what you're talking about. And what it reminds me of is, I mean, the the whole idea of it. I mean, yeah, that was a good explanation of it. I had kind of a concept of it. um, Is is it just seems to me that more and more in America, we have middlemen that are making a lot of money on what used to be just straight up manufacturing or uh, transportation or whatever it is. And food is a big one. I mean, people used to grow their own food or they used to know their farmer. I mean, a lot of people, even in our generation, um, they grew up in a in a farmhouse here in Wisconsin or maybe one generation back, you know, Oh, I had 12 brothers and sisters and we lived on the farm and, 
you know, we'd still go back out there. And and now it's like nobody, nobody, nobody lives on farms anymore, you know, because it's become the big, the big corporate farms. And then you go to the grocery store and you buy your food. It's like that food is really expensive. It's really expensive. You know, if if you'd grow your own food, it would be a lot, lot cheaper to grow your own food. It's a lot more work and it's a lot. It's there's there's you can't, you know, watch as many movies and and but I think that's where the whole uh, leisure time activity that the, the lifestyle in this country is shifting from, you know, actual work to that cloud thing living in the cloud, you know, um, and and the, the middlemen want to take advantage of all that. They want to get in there and say, oh, you know what? Um, there's there's all this uh, stuff that people want. And well, we can provide it for them, but we don't want to provide it for them for nothing. And then there's somebody else that says, "Oh yeah, we can get in there too. We can we can get our fingers in there, and we can get our finger." And so you get, you know, the, it, it's being produced for a small amount of money, and the people want it and they want to pay that amount of money. But there's a lot of people in between are saying, "Tollways, we, we can, yeah, we I, can we can create these tollways where people are paying all along the way." Yeah, and then. People don't really understand those tollways, so they can come up with crazy little de- definitions of those tollways, and then they can have sub tollways and sub sub tollways, and and oh yeah, well that was that's a new law that just uh, popped up in our own uh, uh, corporate charter that uh, has you know you, ha- you have to pay this extra fee now because we hired three more people in accounting and they, they need to get paid. Well, they're not going to say that, but that's usually what it boils down to. You know what I mean? Something like that, or we wanted to build a we wanted to build a um, exercise room in in the corporate headquarters, and well, they call it something else, you know. But I don't even think it's that these days. I mean, nobody's building a corporate gymnasium. It's it's maybe that the 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 cost of hiring people in India has increased twenty percent, and yeah, therefore... because they're demanding more rupees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because because food production over there is is becoming right. more a little more like rice instead of eight cents a pound is nine cents a pound. Well, there's that, but also I think a lot of Indian workers, and I'm talking about India workers, are uh, are uh, have gotten a taste of this professional life, and I don't have any data to back up this. But I think this is just stuff that I've heard is that they're 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 um, feeling as though they're um, an important cog in the in the machine, in that without them the business can't continue, and so they're kind of looking at this, going, "Well, wait a minute, we require more rupees. We require more rupees to do this job. We're 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 college educated. Um, you you treat us like crap. You make us work twelve hours. We don't get breaks. Whatever. They're to starting to organize, our... and they're starting to go down that union mentality. Why is our paycheck written on toilet paper? <laughs> this is crap. Why am I not getting paid in rupees? What is a Dell dollar? I do not understand. I can only use this at the Dell store. You don't even sell curry, cheese. It's ridiculous. I want some butter. I want. So, to, I want. I have to feed my cow. No, it's it's egregious. You know, it, I, I feel like um, in the old days, um, when a company would would try to make a, a cash grab and try to sell you the same service for more, they would try to spin it in such a way, saying that you know, during due to 
customer demand. Like, we're going to give you during a... Duda? D- during Duda? Is during is, is that some religious holiday? Yes. That is Duda. the Indian are... <laughs> uh, holiday. It's a little like during Lent, Duda, except you... you take more things. You don't give something up, you take another thing. And you cannot eat any cheese during Duda. <laughs> At least not in the morning. No cheese not, in the morning not during cheese Duda. cheese before 12 p.m. During Duda. Then you may only eat cheese. And you have to wear your, <laughs> your enormous outfit that is made of yak hair during Duda. <laughs> and Duda lasts two months. Two months of Duda. Everyone, uh, we sing the Duda song. <laughs> we will not sing it. We will not sing it now. But it will be later on in the podcast. It is not Duda. Yeah, maybe the maybe the ending credits when the ending credits roll, folks. You you may keep hear your ears peeled for the for the Duda song. You may you may hear the Duda song. Anyways, um, if you're lucky, if you keep listening, yeah, you have to keep listening. Uh, it it as I was trying to say it, before, I, we got onto the Duda topic. Um, it seems a little bit more uh, it, just blatant, <laughs> egregious, egregious. <laughs> Blatant. I didn't want to use that word again. Egregiously blatant. Egregiously egregious. Um, it's egregious, man. What is that in your hair? Oh, this is a new product. I only wear it during Duda. <laughs> it's egregious. It's kind of sticky. It's it's a little greasy. It's egregious. <laughs> it's egregious. Yeah, you can put it on spaghetti too. It's pretty good. Greases and meatballs. Mm. <laughs> Some greases, pork rinds. It's a good thing to eat during Duda. Oh yeah, in the morning. oh yeah. No it cheese soaks up that cheese when you eat that in the afternoon. No, it's blatant. It's blatant. It's what it, is blatant? It, it, the 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 uh, the Indians demanding more rupees. No, the, those it, bastards. I mean, come on, these corporate CEOs, man. They need another. They plane. need another billion dollars. They need another house in Maui. I'm talking about the blatancy of the of the cash grab of uh, basically in like. Th- take, oh, they don't even. They don't even. It's not even the Wizard of Oz anymore. No. There's not even a curtain. Yeah. No, it's just like... You don't have Toto to pull it away. It's already there. And it's like, yeah, so what? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> I, I literally... I just got an email the other day, and it was a lot of fine print. I mean, it was you know, a mile long, and it was from AT&T, and it said, uh, please review the following changes in your end-user license agreement, or whatever you you call it for yeah. the internet service. And nobody reads those. 13 pages of... Yeah. 13? Oh, my gosh. I have an aside... But we'll get to that in a second. I actually read this thing because I was like, "Well, I already." Oh my ha- god! You seriously? It was it was it was the summary. So there was like a link that went on to like forty two pages. But this was like the summary of like here are the main issues or the main points in this uh, thing that have changed. And wow! That was like three pages. So I read through that and I got to the point where I was like, uh, "You will be capped at two hundred and fifty gigabytes of data transfer." And it wasn't there wasn't even like a to serve you better and and make blah blah. Like there was no even like. cozy speak Hmm. something to try to eat like i'm gonna give it to you in the behind but it's going to be gentle (laughs) we're gonna use lots of lubricant (laughs) i'm going to i'm gonna stroke you lovingly as i give it we'll give you a bottle of wine instead it's like (laughs) to soften you up here i come and uh there ain't no stopping it and all you need to do is just uh go bend over and take it grab your ankles but as an aside um have Wait. You, so, oh, what was the? Uh, well, I mean, they, they're going to cap you at two hundred fifty gigabytes. So yeah. This is UVerse. UVerse, yeah. Seriously, and I mean, they they've already in- integrated it. They've already. If it's not already integrated, it will soon be integrated. I mean, this well, two hundred fifty gigabytes—that's a lot. It, it is a lot. I mean, what's a movie about four? And um, that's a month. 
Yeah, it's two hundred fifty gigabytes a month. It's not going to. It's not going to impact me. But I'm just saying, like, this is kind That's of a, a lot. It's kind of a slippery slope to where we get to um, same service, like no speed increase or no like more customer service people or nobody testing your line. To where, let's say I pay right now, because uh, we all play pay fat, fat flat rates for our fat thirty two. We pay for speeds right now. Like you can pay for 12 megabit, 4 megabit, 24 megabit, all this. You can pay sure. for all these various speeds, yep. right? And that to me makes a little bit of sense. But what I feel is the next step is will will be uh, with paying for levels of paying of, uh, for levels. Yeah. So you can have the 40 gig plan, yeah. the 100 gig plan, the 250 gig plan within the 14 megabit speed, 24. Well, sure. It's just going to be like this huge a la carte thing and. When when it's all said and done, to try to get the same level of access that you just had is going to cost you, you know, ten fifteen bucks more. Well, of course, yeah. And it's just it's so like you're not that's that middleman. At this point, you're no longer you're not even innovating. You're just oh, here's a fee, here's a fee. Yeah, and that's what we've become. We're not so we were a uh, manufacturing based economy, and then we moved to a service based economy briefly. And I feel now we're just a fee based community, a fee based economy. Because hmm. our customer service, that's all overseas. The manufacturing is all overseas. Like the only way you can make money is to uh, the only thing left to do is to f- charge fees, add fees to things. How can we make money on this? I don't know. Make a make a five dollar fee. Well, that's in the cloud realm. I mean, there's still real things going on in this country. There's three hundred fifty. There's three hundred fifty yeah, million yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. that are. You know, working and making money somehow, somewhere, somehow. My aside, though, real quick before we forget it, uh, have you ever paid attention to the iTunes upgrade? It's like every never. Na- I I don't use iTunes okay. at all. Still, every now and then, uh, iTunes will be like, "Oh, there's a new upgrade," and you click download, and it'll be like, uh, "We've downloaded the latest iTunes. Click here to read the updated end user license agreement." And in parentheses, I swear to God, it's like 126 pages. It was like. <laughs> How what how what are you saying in 126 pages for some stupid software that you're giving away for free? All right, that was just a complete aside. Wow. As we're talking about license agreements, but that's the, a lot of pages. <laughs> and what could it possibly say? You will give us your firstborn child if you steal an MP3 on the first Tuesday of Duda. Duda. <laughs> the first Tuesday of Duda, and you do not eat your cheese before noon. Um. But I guess I wanted to talk about data. This is kind of where this whole thing started. You asked me how much data I had. And, and I Warp. Feel, and Warp. Warp was there. It was wonderful. And data. How much data do you think is, is coded up in the genetic code? I think they, I read that somewhere. I think there's like a terabyte or more. Well, I, I would. I mean, it's nothing, but, it's nothing but four characters over and over and over. You got your A, T, G, C. And once in a while, I guess there's a U. That's it. Those are the base pairs. And it's just... <laughs> you just keep doing that. So there's a lot of data. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean... Oh, no. Okay. So, billions right. and billions of... There's so much data everywhere. But what I really of, wanted of, um, to... Pairs of, of um, what, yeah, DNA. What, what really sparked uh, in our conversation was... Maybe this is just me. I'm going to ask. Yeah, you. it is. Okay. It Let's ain't me. Moving on. I think 
You I, do. I well, do. that's that's data right there. You're generating data from other data. You're generating new data all the time, and that's what that's what uh, that's one thing that um, the stagnant data on your hard drive never does. It does not generate new data. No, but we do. It's true. We do da. We do not create the new data. That's that's what Duda. That's what the the the, the celebration of Duda is all about. Is creating new data that, from old data. I feel like data is overtaking the place of um, physical reality properties and and reality to a certain degree. Properties. What do you mean properties? Well, okay, so take that shelf over there, the shelf of stuff, right? Your tchotchke zone. Take the tchotchke. Tchotchkeville. Take tchotchkeville. Yeah. Where do you want me to take it? But I'm Out of the house, I guess. I don't know. Sell it. (laughs) But Turn it into data. I guess. Take pictures of everything. Take pictures of it, and then you can turn it into data, and Mm -hmm. then you can do whatever you want. Well, you could get a 3D scanner. Sure, you can. Scan it all. You could buy it. Well, that's what, I just read a book called Makers, and uh, it was very cool. I don't know if I kind of laid out the plot for you um but these guys what they did they uh it was set in the future a little bit uh they were kind of engineers they were kind of creative geniuses and they uh, well i'm not going to go into the whole plot line but oh, basically what they did they came to uh the, the they realization to, they, no 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 they didn't come to anything they they what they wanted to do was create stuff so they built these 3d printers that were like super high quality and then they could hook them to the cloud and then they could basically download anything or they could create data that would be turned into anything they whatever they created like they could make stuff but just by by typing in the parameters of it and you could do that right now yeah, but the 3D printers aren't as... I mean, what they made was like robots that made oh, other things. Yeah, and then they, they made this ride that was kind of like the Disneyland ride. And then it was like this whole... The Disney got involved with it and they were fighting about it and there was proprietary rights. And it was it was a very interesting, cool book. Um, but it was... It kind of dealt with that idea of stuff being data and you can... And then like going back and forth. You know, it's kind of like... It kind of reminds me of um, like light... Uh, which is what are the the properties of light? Is it matter? Is it a, it's a photon? Is it is it a wave? Um, because what what does the theory of relativity tell us that all matter is nothing but energy? So data is kind of like the energy, and and the solid reality is kind of like um, solid reality, but it's all the same thing somehow. It's all because energy is is matter, and matter is energy. Data is reality, and reality is data. So it's kind of, it's just your interpretation of it. I, I but then again, you, you don't, you, you can't see it because, at least not with with the eyes that we have, at least not with the sensory perception devices that our flesh bodies are equipped with. This data sitting on your hard drive is is can create these wonderful images if you know if you have the machine to interpret it, right? But it needs that that that. In, in, input you know what it needs those tollways it needs those toll those well, tollways it needs it needs charged money not necessarily but uh when i think of the it tollways, needs an input it needs middlemen to, to intermediaries decode. yes it needs yeah. a decoder device i wouldn't call those tollways um i would call those producers i mean and and, and you need somebody 
you need somebody to to write the software. You need somebody to build the machine, and then you need somebody to put it all together—the machine, the software—and then you need somebody to come in with the creative talent to take this equipment and make it do something. But those aren't tollways. Those are, and those aren't middlemen either. They're stop well, gaps. they kind of are middlemen. They're middlemen, but because middlemen. See that's but when it's, I almost, tollways, it's, it's a cooperative though. Yes, it's middlemen are not necessarily point. charging all the time. Middlemen can help. Middlemen are helpers. See, I think middlemen has a neg- negative. It does. Negative it connotation. has a negative connotation. So let me let me ask you. When I said tollways, it was a really poor choice. Let's back up a second. Let me ask you a question. So, uh, when I was a kid, uh, my my parents worked the co-op, and we would get the co-op would get these giant blocks of cheese, huge blocks of cheese off the truck, and. Then they would go into the deli fridge fridge area, and then my mom would cut the cheese, <laughs> and it was just disgusting and totally embarrassing. Oh, that was and during then Duda. She would slice the cheese with her I knife. I always cut the cheese during Duda. <laughs> Only afternoon because there is no cheese prior to. Oh, it must mid-day. be Duda again. <laughs> oh, I cannot stand another Duda. Two months these, of this. These kids just love Duda. I can always tell. <laughs> All these bound up kids coming and, and cutting the cheese. <laughs> Anyways, um, so she would cut the blocks of cheese up and then she would wrap them and then she would, she would weigh them and then price them and then she would give them to somebody else and then that person would stock them on the shelf. So... All of those those are jobs, uh, and that results in the cheese. And then, of course, there was people prior to that. There was a guy that drove the truck there, and there was a guy at the, the, the cheese mill that cut that huge block from an even larger block, and then there was a guy that made the cheese. And so you have, like— There was know, the cow that ate the grass. Sure, there's like, well, let's forget about the, the cow. Let's, like, talk about the people that actually well, got the cheese no. to the— Why? Well, I'm— Cow is the most important one of the whole of the whole thing. Because you're getting off topic. My question is, all of those people that— were involved in getting that block of cheese onto the shelf. Are those middlemen or... Let's go back to the sun because the sunlight is what made the grass grow that the cow could eat so that it could produce the milk. Off topic. I'm talking about, I'm talking about people. We're talking about it's middlemen. All energy. We're not talking about energy. We're talking about middlemen. You we're talking about you, data. You can't jump topics We're like talking that. about data. No, you can't do that. We're talking about data. Answer my question. Are those, mi- are those middlemen? All those people oh, that were involved yes. in getting the block of cheese yes. to the counter? Yes, absolutely. Why? How? Because they they had a part in, in getting that block of cheese to the counter. But see, when I think of a middleman, I think of the guy, the cheese broker. So you got... You got uh, 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 oh, right, right. Duda's Cheesy Cow okay, Emporium, yes, right? Yes, yes. And then you've got Bill who's like, hey... Uh, I'm gonna buy that cheese, cheese futures are doing $10. well. So yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll buy I'll buy ten dollars a pound, and then he calls this other company. Says, I got the cheese. I want to unload it to you yeah. and only you. Special one time deal, fifteen bucks a pound. You're not gonna find this cheese anywhere. So yeah. then he buys it for ten, sells it. That's a middleman, in my yeah. opinion. He's a guy who didn't do anything, yeah. but yet he generated five dollars per pound. That for is himself. the that is the negative connotation of the middleman. That's a middleman. I I, I feel that. Uh, the other so people. So the de- so now we're we're just we're we're, we're talking hairs. we're talking semantics right yeah, now. Yeah, we're splitting hairs. Yes. No, we're not splitting hairs though. We're talking semantics. Because, we're talking no, definitions no, 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 no. of words. Because I feel like the middleman. Okay, so in the first example of all that's those... going to be the name of a movie in the next couple of years. You watch, folks. What's that? Middleman. Oh, I'm sure it already is. But hang on a second. Uh, I feel as though the people that were involved in getting that block of cheese to the counter that in my description are all. Um, 
workers workers participating in a healthy economy. I feel that the second guy who's buying cheese at ten bucks a pound. Hi, hello. I'm not going to answer that. All right. That was kind of funny. That was funny. Anyways, um, the second guy is a parasite on our economy because that is what our current economy is made up of, parasites. Parasites, huh? Yeah, no, no. I, I, okay, so it's, it's the definition of middleman. And, and you're, the definition of middleman is, has a connotation of being bad and having a connotation of being the guy that's you know, brokering cheese on the phone. Right. Right. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, but in a, we, and cut, I, I have a ten- we cut out the middleman to save you money. Yeah. I, I have a tendency to um, to use words that sound like they would fit in a situation, even if they have a negative connotation <clears throat> in the dictionary. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I like to repurpose words. It's like it's kind of like re- it's recycling. How do, how do people understand you then? No, I, I, I think I learned to do it um, because uh, I learned the English language more from reading books than I did from interacting with human beings. And I really under I, I really got to understand the subtleties of connotation. And so if, if I am speaking or if I'm listening and I'm really paying attention to something, if uh, a word is, is brought up in a particular connotation, if, if I have a, a grasp of the, the, you know, the build up to that particular situation where that word was used, I will understand the word in its connotation as a pole. And even if it's, and, and, and a lot of what I read was science fiction. And so there were, you know, a lot of um, science fiction writers take, take liberty with inventing new words and, um, you know, new, new races and, and, and uh, things that can happen and, and alternate histories even. And so you, you have to kind of, give and take a little bit with that English English language. Uh and and so when I say middleman, yeah, okay, it it the connotation is that it's it's the guy that's on the phone brokering the cheese, uh making $5 off of every pound of cheese, not really doing anything, not selling, cutting it up, not wrapping it, not millions of pounds of cheese to Right. And so right. and well, like a hedge fund manager where it's like, okay, these stocks go up and down. Right. Uh which oh, I mean, the whole stock market. I mean, if we want to talk about middlemen, then you just talk about that stock market. Because, I'm with you. I totally well, agree. And, and I mean, the whole idea that that the financial institutions. I mean, I, I have been talking about this. I don't know if I brought it up last week, but I read this, and I don't know if the numbers are exactly correct. But before 1990, uh, like I think 20 percent of the GDP of the United States ran through the financial markets. Uh, it peaked sometime in the 2000s at 45 or 46 percent now it's back down to about 30 but still it's ridiculous because the financial markets only uh input they only generate about 10 percent of the viable uh, goods. goods and services that that this uh that this country has and it's and it's but it's taking 30 percent of the of the money and it that's and, and so, so what what are what are we doing about it we're we're, we're taking benefits away from from workers and you know, complaining that we can't, we can't, we need to plug the deficit gap uh, w- with that, with with healthcare. I, I mean, it, it, no, it, it's ridiculous. So my question is: so those are the middlemen, okay? Yeah, sure. I, 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 but the guy that's well, okay, that was semantics. Semantics. My question now is: 
where do you and me meet up after this whole society collapses? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, what? What's our plan? We need a uh, a economic uh, uh, collapse survival plan. Um. Well, I know how to uh, garden. I can do that. Um. I we see. Oh, Scott's got a pretty big place. Although he's a Republican. Ooh. Um. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. Once tomato once, farm, tomato on, mountain. One, I should talk to tomato mountain girl a little bit more. She's got a thirteen-acre organic farm down in Brooklyn. Once this, she probably let me crash. Once the society collapses, there won't be Democrats and Republicans or liberals and and conservatives. We'll just be trying to survive. So you've been to Scott's place, haven't you? No, up in Sock Sock Prairie. No, big place. He's got a couple of acres up there. Big barn, big outbuildings. That Pretty sounds nice. good. No, I, I like the idea of uh, tomato farms because she's got a 13-acre organic farm down there. Um, so we're going to live on tomatoes? No, they do all kinds of stuff. I mean, she oh, okay. she grows. Uh, she has a CS. It's a CSA, too. Okay. Um, so that would that would be pretty cool. That that wouldn't be a bad place. Uh, okay. But um, when it, well, I mean, when it collapses, my gosh, I, I'll tell you what. Um, my, my little store is going to be doing okay. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, well, yeah. The 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 used stuff is gonna is be, gonna become like you know uh, super pricey. Okay, but let me ask you this now: if if uh, the the financial society the the not the society but the financial system that we have today collapses in what I almost feel is just completely inevitable because you've got so many people that aren't working or are working below what they're worth or below the poverty line or whatever. And you've got so few people that are amassing this just mountain of Scrooge McDouble, Scrooge McDouble, Scrooge McDuck level of cash. Um, economically, it just feels like it's impossible that it, that it can't collapse and it can't fail it or it can't not collapse and it can't not fail. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's going to fail at some point. Well, what I'm trying that's to say. a pretty fatalistic attitude. It is kind of a fatalistic attitude. But let's just say that maybe... Uh, I think every generation actually felt that way. Kind probably. Of what was going on. You're probably right. And maybe I'm just blowing this portion out of out of proportion. But let's say that that actually happens, right? Um, do you... How do you... How does... I mean, do you think a store ex- continues to exist? Or do you think that we just go into like a... An, an anarchy sort of looting phase of like, well, who's got any money and there's no rules. We can't pay the police. So the police are not there. Can't pay firefighters when they're not there. And the targets, those have collapsed. I mean, I think there'd be, I think there'd be looting on the, on the, on the scale of like the big targets. Yeah. Because there wouldn't be like corporate police to, to but take do you think they would it. come to your store and pay you money or chickens or yeah yeah i think i think that's 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 where the economy would start out again is is uh is barter system and and since there's a uh, whole bunch of stuff there physical stuff people would respect that you know because a lot of people wouldn't know what it is i mean i don't do any advertising now so the only people that come to my store are the people that have been coming to the store and they would, and they, I think they would, uh, they would have respect for me because I've been doing it and they know that I've been providing a good service for them for so for a while already. And so they, and they probably do something. They, they like this woman that does the tomatoes. She'd be like, okay, well I have this. I'm going to go to him and say, Hey, you know, I'm going to trade you for some food for some more clothes. And it seems like you have a lot of clothes there. And then, and that's where it would all start over again. I, I but 
that that wouldn't happen. I don't see that happening. I don't see it collapsing like that. I'm probably a little too fatalistic, but here, let me. I, mean, I used to think like that that it well, would. But let me let me. This is what's been on my mind a lot lately. Is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting the same results, right? It, no. Or what do you mean? Different. I'm sorry. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and hoping for and different hoping results. for different results. Yeah, that's the definition of insanity. And well, it seems to me, or delusion, delusionary thinking. Yeah, it seems to me that as we move forward in this country, this economy, we keep doing the same thing over and over. Of creating, of trying to, of of saying we're going to create jobs, better jobs. And we're going to employ more people and pay more people things that we're just doing the same things that we've done before and, again, hoping for different results. Mm -hmm. And at some point, the con- the economy is going to go insane, right, which in, in my interpretation is it's going to collapse. What are we doing differently? Like what – like we we keep hearing these jobs numbers, like oh the jobs are better. There's less unemployment. There's more people that are yeah, still working. Nine percent, and you start you you start looking around, and you're like, well, what have we changed? What has actually well, changed? Okay, now here's here's something I I've brought this up before to make this a positive message. This is a little bit of a backup. Okay, but uh, in terms of the whole uh, job situation, the unemployment situation, this I, I was talking to that. The, there was a woman that came in from Salt Lake City today, and we were talking about this a lot. And this this has occurred to me before. I probably talked about it before, but what what blows my mind is it, think about the productivity of fifty years ago, and think about it today. It's a hundred percent, hundred hundredfold in in terms of productivity of a, 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 a single worker. What uh, what a single worker does, just I mean. Unbelievable! the The revolution of in, the industrial revolution, the the you know from from or it's maybe a hundred years ago, seventy years ago, whatever. It's it's amazing what one person can get done nowadays, right? On the computer, maybe like with the digital bits that we're pushing. No, even around, like but... building a house. I mean, look at uh, fifty. Years, my dad would go to work with a saw yeah. on his back, and he would have to cut all the wood, and then he would have to pound all. And now it's like bang, 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 bang. Oh, let's go have a break. And they have a house built in two weeks, you know, and or a but week. The, but the difference is, the difference is that your dad probably got paid a decent wage. Doesn't matter. What I'm talking no, about. No, is no, no. Listen to me. You've got paid a decent wage. Now we've got all these people with all these machines uh, who are probably being paid twelve dollars an hour, maybe even eight dollars an hour, to to use pneumatic tools to put up these houses. These houses are crap. They're falling apart after a couple of years. Are they? I don't know. Look at all the Viridian houses and all the problems. Nah, I don't think they're falling. Ha- uh, what? What? What's the okay? They're not falling to the ground. I think. I think they're going to stick around. I think my house was built the same, and I think the people that looked at that, they were like, they pumped this house and they pumped this house out in three weeks. What the heck? This is never going to last. There it sits, fifty, sixty years old. Oh, I think it'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. I, I thought about this the other day. Structurally, yes, the house yeah. will, will stand there. Yeah. But I'm talking about, I, I mean, anybody I've ever well, the talked to. the aesthetics in the inside? Not the aesthetics. I've talked to a lot of people who have owned Viridian houses. I mean, almost everybody has been like, well, this pipe burst, this electrical thing happened, this thing is leaking, blah, blah, blah. And how old are those Viridian houses? Four or five years old. And you know what? I guarantee it that the, this house and my house, when they were four or five years old, there was a couple of shoddy things done, and that that kind of stuff happened. It's a settling process. Hmm. It's a little bit of a settling, hmm. a new a new thing. Yeah, some little thing. I mean, a house is a huge thing with a lot of different parts. Don't you think though that no? I mean, adju- here, hang on. Think about it. Adjusted for inflation, 
the houses that are built that were built 60 years ago probably cost more than the houses that are being built today, adjusted for inflation. Eh, maybe. I don't know. Not much. You don't think so? I think there's a lot more middlemen. I think the houses cost less to build, actually. I'm talking but about... But I I'm think talking the people about, are paying more for them. I'm talking about parts and material. Mm, I think they actually I'm cost not, less. I'm not talking about brokers and middlemen and mortgage companies. I'm talking about the house that, if it, say it costs... How much do you think it costs to build... Uh, how much do you think it costs to build a house? $100,000. Labor and parts. $100,000. And how much... Yeah. Okay, hundred up, yeah, and then you sell that house for two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars because of all the markups and all yep. that sort of thing. But Little I think man. I would say I would argue that, and I don't have any data to back this up, but I would argue that adjusted for inflation, this house probably cost more to build, probably sold for less because there was less middlemen and less. Why? Why would less. you argue that? What's the point? I my point was because they use cheaper cheaper materials. They're using less. They're, you know, they're instead of sixteen point? on what's center, so they're going twenty four so on center. All the, all those. So what? My, I I brought this all up because if you look at the past and you look at, at I'm saying the, older houses the, were built better than newer houses. Product, that's what I'm saying. Okay, fine. Thank that's you. what I'm trying to. All say. right, that's that was uh, that was Jeremy's point corner. Well, you brought it up. I'm just talking no, about I didn't. It. What I brought up all was right, go ahead. the fact that productivity is 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 amazing oh, yeah. nowadays. So so you know, two guys can pump out a house in two weeks. 50 years ago, it would have taken a dozen guys a month or whatever. I, I don't know the numbers, okay? But think about it. The productivity, I mean, you got the, the, the tools. And, of course, now a lot more people are working in the engineering field to, to make those tools, right? Granted, okay? But the point of this is that productivity is way up, okay? And we have unemployment. We have 10% unemployment, right? Why? We also have both parents have to go to work. And I, I think we talked about this. We and, have. But it still is ridiculous to me that, that that has to happen, that both parents have to go to work, shoot their kids into daycare. They go, don't get to spend time with their kids. I mean, they do, but it's like, oh, quality time of the weekend. Okay, so pump in as much activity. No, it's not like, I hey, get, let's settle down at night. Let's let's get this routine of, you know, or during the day. Let's just go and hang out and relax. No, it's like, go, go, push, push. And work, you have to work 60 hours a week and make more money so you can buy more stuff. And both parents have to work and work, work, work. But then we have ton of, we have 10% unemployment. As far as I'm concerned, w- w- the human existence should be about slowing down and I, not that I really buy into it, but enjoying this earth that God created for us. Okay? I, okay. And not necessarily work ourselves to death to buy more stuff that sure. human beings create to enjoy our time here. No. We should we should be only I mean we should only be working thirty hours a week. One one family member should work thirty hours a week, and then and should be able to. But the problem is is that the wealth is concentrated up into that cloud, and they those people that are living in that in the cloud in the clouds Zeus you know up there the gods on Mount Olympus on Mount Washington on Mount Wall Street, right? Those gods believe that they have the answers for for the rest and we are duped into believing that we're duda we they they we 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 believe that they have the answers for us and that that they whatever they say is what we should do well okay they market it in such a way that that we feel that there's no other outlet for us i don't i don't i don't necessarily believe that um and and it goes back way back to to what you said about the um 
the ability to do more now we have the potential to I, I think we have the potential to do more but we're not given the opportunity to do more and that comes to the people with the money who have the resources to create new jobs to um you have a couple of options right as as a wealthy trillionaire you could uh, sleep in your bed of money, swim in your pool of money, and brush your teeth with money. Or you could take some of that money and take a risk and take a chance and start a business that says, we're going to do clean energy or we're going to do organic soap or whatever whatever it is that is a little, ooh, I don't know. that that uh, I made a lot of money with oil, and I know I can make a lot more money with oil. I don't know if I want to break out of that. You know, If you kind of busted through that bubble and said, well, I'm going to take a chance on this, and then you create more jobs. I think what you're saying is what what you were saying is a possibility in that we do have the potential to do a lot with the technology that's there, with the motivation, with the drive, if the opportunities were present. And if we had all of these different um, industries rising up, organic soap, for example, uh, uh, I just made that one up or 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 um, wind power or green power or whatever you want to call it. Um, y- you could get yourself maybe back. It would take a few generations, but you could get yourself back to a point where only one family member has to go to work because it it seems like if you have a huge pop portion of the population making middle class incomes, uh, less people need to make those middle class incomes you won't necessarily need uh two two working adults in the household making those incomes you might be able to get by with just one of those adults in that one parent working while the other parent could stay home and focus on the house and the children does that make any sense Mm. the opportunities have been the opportunities were there we used them it was great and then they've been kind of pulled away offshore now we need to send we're making less money as a society so we need to send both parents into the workforce so that they can make enough money to keep the household running and what we're finding is that there's a lot of people a lot of households that have both parents working that still can't quite make ends meet and that's because what are they doing they're driving uh, well, taxis. there's a, there's a lot they're, of reasons. They're eating. They're, I mean, not they're eating. They're they're working at fast food joints. They're delivering pizzas. They're working at Circuit City, Best Buy, wherever. Right? They're not given this. If if there was a huge surge of new opportunities out there, new jobs out there, new industries out there, new technologies that we're going to invest in, there would be a lot more jobs and a lot more service jobs that go along to taking care of the people that are working in these jobs, and it all feeds upon itself. It's all the bank's fault. It's not all the bank's fault. The bank's played a huge role, but it's not all the bank's fault. There's Mm. a lot. There's blame to go around to... Pretty much everybody but the middle class guy that was like, I'm going to go to work and make a good living for my family. Yeah, like, but that it, guy. Okay, has but been going tri- to work and making a living for his family, what, what, what does he go to work doing? Okay. I mean, what are those jobs that they're I, creating? You know, you know what? I'm not, going, I'm not going to judge any middle class person who goes to work, does his thing, and makes money and puts food on his on the table for his family. Well, what about what about me? That goes, I don't care that if he makes. Work I don't and... care if he makes slinkies or or if he if he's the guy that makes the chemical that separates the petroleum from the gasoline. That doesn't interest me. I mean, well, what about me? I go to work and I work a lot and I work hard and I and I think I, I contribute a lot to the society. But do you want me to judge you? 
I don't, I don't, I'm not middle. There's no way I'm anywhere near middle class. I mean, I'm, I'm destitute if you look at the numbers, you know? So what does that make me? I mean, I, I'm marginalized. I, I, I'm an idiot. I'm, I'm a fool, right? Because I, because I, uh, don't want to go and make chemicals that separate oil. I mean, and there's no opportunity for that. Is that, I mean, is that, I don't. I don't mean. Now I'm just throwing a, a wrench in the whole thing. But no, that's it's, my reality. It's a you choice know? you made. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. What do you want? I, well, it'll it'll change. I think it's picking up a little. What bit do you want me to say? Like right or wrong? You made a choice to start your own business and middle class society. I don't know. I I, I guess I've never I, I've never been there. I don't sure know what have. it's like. No, you what? and your wife both made like thirty thousand bucks, didn't you? Yeah, that's that's a household income of sixty thousand dollars. And that was probably what, like seven, eight years ago. Yeah, that was definitely middle class. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm also not saying. And maybe, maybe this is where the misunderstanding is. I'm not saying that you have to be a middle class person in order to be a productive member of society or to be respected. I'm just saying that a guy or a woman who is in a middle class job who's making what living bringing home money for his family is i'm not going to judge that person that's all i'm saying i don't know and i what did i even what did i uh, the, the the well the whole unemployment uh rate being so high uh and and wondering about the productivity and why we still have to work so much why did i bring that up where how did we get there why why were we even talking about that i don't know but the thing that it made me think of is that we have the potential for a lot more than we're given the opportunity to do and that and that potential is being monitored and uh divvied out by the middleman or by the by the big the big guys by the big guys the zeus, uh, zeus. up on, on wall street on on mount olympus yeah wall street is on like mount money mountain mount mount street mount wall street yeah, man. Whatever. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah 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 blah. Why do we always get back to this? So you think that you th- you think it's all gonna crash down, huh? Yeah. So what I'm wondering is, what I mean, seriously, do you really think it's gonna? Okay, but going back to what I said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. What are we doing? If you follow the news, if you follow, uh, whatever. If you if if you look at what's going on in our society. What are we doing different that's going to create a different outcome? Well, we're not doing anything different. I think. I think what what. Uh, well, okay. Who who, in particular, people, middle class guy that's going to work. Well, maybe if I go to work today, if I keep going to work, no. you know, I mean, if they give up, then it's like, then it's in the can. But if they keep going to work, thinking, you know what. Maybe maybe this guy that I'm voting for, maybe he'll change. Maybe it'll. This guy is going to have the answers. He's going to do something about it. Or is it the guys at the top going? Hey, <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe if I buy this, if I buy another corporation and cut off half the workforce and make twice as much money for this company, I'll make more money. I'll be able to do that again. But then I'll be hiring people that'll that'll help clean up the detrius from those companies that have gone away, and and I'll make enough money, and I'll be able to start more companies doing other things, and hey, I'll just keep doing the same thing. Who is it that's doing these things over and over? It's that- all it, well, it, it, to a certain degree, it's it's a little bit of it's a little bit of everybody. I mean, if you have a middle class person who has a, a cabin up north and a boat and a jet ski and is up to their ears in debt, and they keep going to work doing the same thing, and they're not doing anything different in their life, and all they're doing is complaining about all the debt that they have, 
that guy isn't helping the situation. You know, if he says, okay, I'm going to get rid of the cabin, I'm going to get rid of the boat, and I'm going to get rid of the jet ski, and I'm going to get myself back on my feet. Yeah, but who's going to buy that cabin? Okay, I, I, I don't know, but it, it's, <laughs> maybe, I, I don't know, maybe he forecloses it and the bank takes it and he doesn't have it anymore. Then he doesn't have to worry about that payment. Yeah, he's lost his investment, but he's no longer making the monthly payments, all right? But then you've also got the fat cats up there that are, are with all their piles of money who aren't necessarily creating new jobs. Uh, I mean, they don't really have anything to worry about because they probably have oil interests and gold interests and Swiss bank accounts. And if the United States collapses, don't worry, there's a private jet ready to take them off to Zurich and they can go skiing. It'll be wonderful. So then there's also the policymakers in this country who could possibly have some effect on this where they could say, uh, you know what, we're going to institute some new policies. We're going to bring back the idea of tariffs. We're going to, if you want to manufacture products in India, that's fine. You can do that. But the cost to import those items back into the United States is going to be roughly the same amount of money it's going to cost for you to have a factory here in the United States. So you make your choice. However you want to do it, that's cool. But this is the way it's going to work. And then that can be twofold because what that's going to do is it's going to take a lot of people and be like, well, maybe I should form a, com- or a factory here in the United States, pay United States workers. And the people that want to keep their companies in India, they're paying these massive tariffs. Well, that goes into the tax treasuries, and that helps pay down deficits and also helps pay for like unemployment, welfare, Medicaid, whatever. But we're not doing any of those things. All we're doing is we're doing the same thing. We're... we're we're letting these people not pay their taxes. We're letting people send their jobs overseas. We're buying jet skis. We're buying things that we can't afford. Uh, we're not forming new businesses. We're not giving people raises. We're closing down our companies. We're buying all of these other companies and, and, and cutting off 20% of, of each one of those companies in the name of, oh, well, our stock prices can go up another half a point this, this, this quarter, and that'll be good because our tax yeah, I have shareholders... Because half of my bonus paycheck is going to be in tax yeah. dividends. Yeah. And- I get paid $100,000 a year, but I won't get my $4 million bonus this year unless that stock goes up a half. half well, and, my four, and two of my $4 million bonus is in stock dividends, so I right. want it to be as high as possible. Right. There you go. That's... That was what I'm trying to say. It's very. That's very. Yeah, it's going to change. Though. It's got to. How change. is it going to change, though? I, that's what I'm what trying to. That's change? what I'm trying to drive at. What is what? What in the air is changing? Well, what actually, you... yeah. I mean, okay, now, okay. To to think about it in in a historical context, uh, there have probably been a lot of um, peaks in 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 large scale civilizations, such as this. Uh, in in the human theater, right? Rome probably. Uh, Look at what happened in Rome, in China. Though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, they and, never changed, and, and, they, they, and then they and then they collapsed. They died. Right, and that's well, in France. You know, the revolution. A revolution happens, and and that perhaps that is going to happen. But I I don't see that happening in this particular situation because not for a long time there is right because there's so much media control there is and and there's manipulation uh of the people's mindset and and their 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 perceivance of reality because it's so skewed because they're not they're not out there in the dirt as far as i'm concerned they're they're in the cloud and that's why this whole cloud idea is is so important, and they're and they're pumping it. Um, that cloud is just another money making idea. Yeah, but it also keeps people. It's keep people. It 
it keeps there's there's a saying right it keeps people's head your head is in the clouds what does that mean it means you're you're not walking around and looking where you're going and you're going to fall off the cliff right and so you're you're kind of not thinking about what's real you're thinking about what's not real and so that's why this situation can continue so the, as long as as long as the 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 powers that want to keep doing what they're doing uh, even though it's running the country into the ground, keep the people in with their heads in the clouds. The ma- the majority of the people they know that they can keep this, they can keep the hot air balloon up. But more to the point is what I believe that the uh, the the powers that are keeping us in this in this particular area in this arena in this downtrodden uh, way, they're smart. They're not dumb. They're smart people. And they know that that uh, that there's a revolution brewing, and that it's going to happen. And they are they probably have mathematicians fresh out of MIT that are doing algorithms to figure out exactly when that's going to happen. And they're going to keep pushing this right up to the edge. And then they're going to say, "Oh, let's change it all." And they probably actually have um, like quiet corporations all set up kind of ready to flood the market with solar power and wind power and and tons of jobs for all this stuff they have contingency plans don't fool yourself they know exactly what's going on and they know that they need to to diversify but they just don't want to make it public yet because they know that if if the, the people got wind of it they would know that hey wait a minute maybe this is a better idea so they're going to push it as far as they can they're going to push it as absolutely as far as they can. I mean, if you have, if you have, um, I'm trying to make a, a good metaphor here. Uh, if you have, um, like some sort of, if you have some lousy beer, you know, in your fridge that you bought, you bought a 12 pack of something and, and you're like, oh, this is really bad beer. I don't want this. And you have a party. You're going to, oh, I'm going to have a party next week. Oh, I'm going to get rid of this lousy beer. I bought it. You're going to like, you're going to have like two coolers and you're going to keep one of them kind of in the garage and you're going to have the other one that's full of this. Yeah, there's beer over here, you know, and oh, everybody brings, drinks up the crap. Oh, I got, oh, I got some more beer over here. It's uh, yeah. Aren't you going to try to get rid of that crappy beer first? Or are you going to say, oh, well, it's crappy beer. I'm going to dump it all out. No. Well, you're gonna you're gonna get rid of it. I mean, it, it's, it sounds that's kind me, of a weird metaphor. It sounds to me like the analogy that you're making is that these corporations are trying to get rid of this crappy oil until they get to the really good wind no, power. No, I think no? it's kind of sounds like the analogy you're trying to make. No, I, I it was I don't know if there's a word for it in 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 stock market terms. It's called a puts a puts a puts, which is a put, which is you actually bet on a stock going down. Sure. So it was like a reverse. Yeah, you bet on it going down. No, I know, I know. You I can know. actually buy uh, shares in something that says, this stock is going to go down. I know, I know, I know. Okay, I'm so to, I just, yeah. what I was doing was making a reverse metaphor. So you're trying to get rid of this crappy beer, and they are trying to continue the current economic situation to get, to squeeze as much money out of it as they can, and when they see when they when when they see exactly when it's when the people are going to break, and when the people are going to finally have enough and, and say that's it, the revolution is really starting. They're going to say, "Oh, wait a minute, let's we're going to change our ways. We we have a new plan. This is the new plan." Nah, who is this they? Let me uh, let me submit. Well, the, the, hang on, let me submit this. Come to on, you. the six people that really control 
everything. There's, there, I mean, so maybe six now people th- are like, there's money. Yes, these don't. No, they no, don't. those people are smart. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're. They may no, no, no. They've inherited these companies. And here's okay. Uh, so let me, let me, let I me don't submit think so. this to you: is that we've already. We've already invented, we've already developed the technologies in which to extract oil out of the earth and the technology to refine that into gasoline. We can make that into automobile gasoline, uh, airplanes, boats, jet skis, any sort of uh, motor you want to put that gasoline in. That technology is out there. It's public domain. Anybody can, can use it. Uh, and the machinery is already built. These platforms are already built. These oil rigs, these these earth pounders those already all exist right so there's very little money involved in the r&d of oil and gas production it's already there all you got to do at this point is pump it refine it and sell it with wind power and solar power there's a lot of cost that goes into um to to developing the technologies that are going to harness it that are going to collect it, that are going to distribute it. That technology doesn't exist, and if it does exist, it's not refined refined to the point where it's necessarily as profitable as oil. Mm, I, I don't necessarily buy that. Okay. Do you want me to tell you why? Sure. You can go on the internet right now, and there's probably 40 companies. Um, 40 itty-bitty companies that are trying to be pushed out of the market by these oil companies. Okay, but there's technology. No, there's, there's there's big te- ones. Yeah, of there's there's big ones. But there's there's probably forty uh, solar power companies that are traded on the stock market. I completely disagree. If there's money to be made, people will do it. And if there's not money to be made, or if there's less money to be made, people won't do it. The only reason that we're not doing this is this 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 uh, uh, solar or wind power is because. It's not. It's not as. It's not profitable, or it's not as profitable as what already exists. For the reasons that I already mentioned, the tech. I mean, oil and gas refinery. That technology is over a hundred years old, and it hasn't really changed much. So it doesn't take any. It there's no R and D there. You just do it. All the technology. You. I can call. I can. This mega corporation can call up another company and say, "I need a platform." That company can say, "Okay, do you have a couple million dollars?" They'll say, "All right, here's a couple million dollars." They'll drop that thing off, and then I'll have this other company come in and pump the shit out, and then I'll have another company come out and refine it. And again, I'll broker it. I'll middleman it. I'll do this whole thing with backdoor monies and 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 banks and and backdoor deals, and then I'll have my thing. But with wind power, now you're the talking. Technology doesn't that that, now, that hey, ability doesn't exist. We're fundamentally interconnecting all the things right here it's not like you said it's not the ease of technology and it's not the r&d i disagree i still think it is though it's the middleman that actually it's the bank and the middleman the fee guy that is what this economy is becoming about like you said that knows that he can't make the money because it's a new technology and he's going to have to figure out a new way and he's the guy that really controls it it's those fee guys because okay. that it's this is a fee economy it's not about the technology the technology is there i don't think it's all as, you have to do is scale it up i don't think it's as scaled up though as your oil plant i like I said, there's a company out there right now that will lease you an oil platform. There's not a company out there that will lease you wind farms. 
of course there are. You could go on. You could we could buy one and put one in your backyard. Well, of tomorrow. course I could go buy one, but I'm not saying like that's not ready. Like somebody would have to come out here, like do measurements and like build this thing up from the ground up. There's a a, a hangar somewhere that has 18 oil platforms ready to go. Uh, maybe not 18, but like six, four. Uh, I doubt that. Those are all custom built. Uh, I don't know. No, I think it's that middle guy. I think it's the middleman that knows the ins and outs of the oil business. It's the banks. The banks that don't want to give money to the to the guys that say, you know what, I want to start a solar company. That's I want to because put- it's not profitable. The bank would give you money if it was profitable. Mm. Yes. The bank doesn't care if it's oil or solar. The, all the bank cares about is whether or not you can pay back the loan and the interest that we're going to charge you on that loan. That's all they care about. And if they could say that 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 solar and that wind was I viable, I talked to a banker today. You know yeah, what the about said? wind and solar? No, about profitability, mm-hmm. profitability. Yeah. And uh, you know what the banker said? What did he say? He said, "Right now, there's a fast track refinance." Okay. And and I said, "Well, I'm I'm in the middle of a divorce, and I would like to get you know my wife would like to get off of the mortgage." And I don't make a lot of money, and I'm not sure if I can get a refinance. I might have to get my dad in here to co-sign. He said, "Well, this fast track refinance—if you show proof of the uh, divorce papers, you can refinance down to a lower percentage point. We don't even look at your W-2s. You can just refinance. Now, is that profitable for a bank to not even to not to to say, oh, we have this program where we won't even look at your W-2. We just we're just going to refinance you." We're not even going to ask any questions. That's not profitable. That's not profitable at all. Why are you going to stop paying your mortgage? No, but I I don't I don't make enough to pay it. Are you going to pay whatever? I mean, well, yeah, it's still profitable. You know why it's profitable? Yeah, but because they, they would rather have you on the hook to pay something than have all of these husks of houses that what they've got right now with all these foreclosures. Right now, there are houses that they've kicked people out of that they're just sitting there. The bank owns them. They're in, not getting in, any in money. Madison, where? Do you see any empty houses? There's no empty houses in Madison. I, no. I mean, we could do some research, but I mean, I, I, do you read the news? I mean, have you seen how many people have been foreclosed well, yeah. upon in this country? I'm not talking about just Madison. Well, I'm talking about this whole country here. They would rather have somebody in there paying something than a house sitting there empty. I, I just, I, okay, so, so. Yes, it is profitable. Okay, so again, though, that was kind of a weird aside, but. The fact is, is that it comes back to the banks, which are the fee guys and the middlemen, right? Because they're the ones that control the whole thing. They have their they have their fingers pinched on on the economy, on the money, on the people, on the work, on the energy, and so they're the ones that say, "Oh, it's not profit. It's not the technology. It's not the R and D. It's it's the the bank." So it all comes back to the bank and the fee guys. No. Yeah. I disagree. I mean, the bank is definitely a part of it. It's not the only reason. I feel like you have an axe to grind with banks, and that's why you're so down on them. But that's the banks are definitely a part of it because they are following trends, they're following demographics, and they're looking at these different technologies and saying, oh, it's not viable. And the reason they're saying it's not viable is because you've got uh, the oil companies and these other larger companies that are not putting the R&D dollars towards it or are telling them that it's not viable and that... Stay, stick with oil. It's a proven technology. But I, if it was profitable, people would do it. I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm thinking of that EV1 car. I mean, 
If it was profitable, people would do it. Now that was again. That was that was. Who, I don't get who it. Killed the electric car, and yeah. in the end, it was everybody, right? People for not buying it. The gas company, the electric car. Yeah, company. but it, the people that didn't buy a, it because there was negative marketing campaigns against it. Right, because the and oil, why were there negative marketing? Well, the oil because the oil were company. Of it. Right. Well, I agree with that. And, and the, the oil banks, companies and the banks were behind the oil companies because the banks had a lot of money invested in the oil companies. Well, yeah, they're all kind of like tied hand in hand. But at that time. Without more investments, money was not going to be made in um, electric cars. Okay, and that was what? 95? Yeah. That was 20, almost 20 years ago. Look, I agree. If there was an electric car, go buy it. It would be fantastic. So why has it taken 20 years after that happened? And it's still... the same reason that we're not... Look, I'm not saying that... I'm not saying that electric cars, um, wind power or solar power, any of these things are bad things. I'm just saying that... They're not profitable, and the reason that they're not profitable is because there are large companies uh, that are trying to squash them out or are not investing into the R&D to get them to the point of where oil is today, where oil has like 100 years' worth of uh, R&D and technology behind it that has made it as profitable as it is today. And I That's think, what I'm saying. And I agree with you on that, and I think, right. the, I think that is... That that wraps back into what we were talking about about the uh, inevitable collapse of the society, and I think stubbornness. That, I think they've figured out uh, exactly how far they can push it before people actually start saying, "All right, oh, we really, we, we really are sick of this, and something has to change." And those fee guys and the bank guys and the oil guys are going to say, "Oops, yep." We're a couple of days away from the true revolution. Let's go ahead and do something about it now. Let's 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 start let's start uh, slowly leaking little stories into Fox News about about hey you know there's a possibility that solar power might there's a new invention in 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 the uh, distribution uh, matrix of the solar energy that that is going to revolutionize solar power and and it's going to be I mean that's what's going to happen. You're probably right. But that information may not be true. What I'm saying is that that information may be leaked out there in more of a propaganda way to try to keep people from, like, yep, you know, like once we it's, it's run gonna, out like of oil, like a little carrot in front of the donkey. Right. Oh, whoa, 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 we just found new technology. All and, and in 20 years, we might be able exactly. to exactly. You know, you uh, took the words right out of my mouth because I feel like I feel like if we were to take. And I'm not a scientist. I'm not an engineer. I don't know any of this. But I feel like my gut tells me that if we were to focus 20 years of research, development, time, dollars, studying, we could get wind, solar. Oh, my God. 20 years? Talk about four years. Look at what look at what a, 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 a PhD candidate sure. that goes to school for eight years can 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 yeah, do yeah, yeah. But look, at, think, look at some of the some of the greatest we minds have hover cars in 20 years if we put Einstein our minds came to up it. with the with the theory of relativity we got when he to was the like, moon in less than like 20, 20 years yeah when he was like 25 he came up with that right the kids in the colleges I mean and and how many of them are there there's a five million at any given time more than that I mean, all that data in their heads and they're putting it together in new ways if there was a lot of money put into education and 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 sure to, absolutely to, to solve these problems absolutely. but see that's again the if problem you took is a you bunch got... of bright students out and said here's here's you don't even worry yeah. about money okay 
You don't even worry about that. There's food down there. There's sleeping over there. Here's what we want you to do. Yeah. We want you to create a viable way for wind power. Meanwhile, there's some guys in the back room that are like, ooh, these guys, what they want to do next, they want, it's going to cost $10,000. Don't worry, cut the check, cut the check, cut the check. If, if you just like put these people, yes, you could come up with some amazingly fantastic things. But it's all being controlled by money. Right. That's why we don't go to the moon anymore. That's why we don't go to Mars is because it's too damned expensive and nobody's willing to front the money because there's no profit in going to those places. And when we went to the moon in the 60s, it wasn't about profit. It was mostly about competition with the Russians. Yep. But still, we got there, and that's an amazing thing that we have not done since then because it's now it's the free market. It's all about it's not about moving the society forward. It's about, well, it's about making it's, money. It's about more money. Keeping people in with in jobs and, and, and uh improving standard of living. Or or so what? You don't think it's about improving standard Today? of living? Yeah. No, because I think if we had a plan to send somebody to Mars or if we had plans to do solar power and wind power, that would be a huge opportunity to put people to work. We're not concerned about putting people to work today. We're we're concerned about getting these super rich people more money. And and we're putting this. We're putting yeah. We're we're concerned and, with putting people to work, but we're concerned with putting people to work for six bucks an jobs. hour. Yeah, that that's what six, I was talking about before. We're creating all these jobs, but they're junk. Oh, they're okay. crap jobs. Maybe I missed that part. What do you what what do people do? These aren't good jobs. That's why I was saying. Right. Like, I'm going to defend the middle. Uh, Middle class workers. These guys that go to work. Okay, but okay, I'm, I'm going to go. Do- I'm going to separate the 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 chemical that makes the the oil. Well, okay, if that it's job only pays job. eight bucks an hour. No, no, no. That's not a middle class job. A middle class job is not a guy who gets paid eight bucks an hour. Well, but that's what that's what the middle class is doing. There's, the middle, there's no middle class anymore. It's disappearing. Yeah, if there is one. It's disappearing. And then what do you have? You have a you have a class society. You have well, then you have the government doling out so much welfare. The government won't be able to. The government will shut down. The government will be bought out by you know, there's, the, I, by the lo, by the highest bidder. I'd like to see the numbers. Oh, then we'll have a dictatorship like Mubarak or yeah, no, we, uh, it'll be, we'll be run by uh, I don't know who's the guy that just that they just caught over in uh, KBR or, or one of those what, oh Blackwater uh, Blackwater will be run by Blackwater. I don't know Halliber. Oh my or BP. I don't know. We'll be run by some. Oh my god! Yeah, those oil companies are ridiculous. That can just buy our government. And there, did you read like, that? Yeah, that there's you know, so much subsidy from the government. There's like millions yeah, and billions of dollars of subsidy every year to of the dollars. to the oil companies, and they have like billions of dollars in profit every year. And it's like, why don't you maybe? What, what, I really let's reallocate those dollars, or let's stop. Uh, yeah, why are bah. we why are we uh, subsidizing a and, billion dollar profit profitable company? And right? you wonder why I'm so negative. Well, it's when I hear things now, like that. When now, I read you know what? things like that. I listen to our podcast, would you, once in a while? Because this your that stance has been mine for the last two years, the last three years. And you were always like, dude, lighten up, dude. Come on, life is good. Let's do some fun. It's life great. was good. And, and now it's not. I've been bitching about this for three years. Yeah, man. you've been bitching your entire life. Yeah, but it's was been it's been about <laughs> this. It's been about the same thing. I, you uh, know, and I'm kinda like I'm dumb. No, I'm I'm deadened. I'm I'm numb. I'm deadened and numb. Well, that's okay because I'm dying inside. And soon this podcast will just be you and me being like, yeah. No, you're you're yeah. dude. You still got a good life. You got you got you probably do more in two weeks than I do all year. I, I got nothing, man. I got I don't have stuff. I don't have any money. I I don't have any uh, time. I, I I'm busy with my little 
selling onesies for God's sakes. And we got, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I'd love to go out and work in my garden. I'd love to build a deck. I'd love to cook on my grill, but I'm just, and you, you're like, every time I see you, you're like playing video games or you're going, going somewhere, you're going out or you're planning a trip or there's a party. And I don't know. You're just always doing something. And I'm just like, uh-huh, I'm working, I'm working. I got to clean in the house. Oh, I got to, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, well, I'm, I'm busy, busy, busy guy. I'm sure it won't last for long. What? I'm a government employee after all. Yeah, it's so, not, gonna, they're not going to, are you really, you don't seem that worried. Let's wrap this thing up. We're, we're already, we're at the 80 minute mark. Well, we got to, um, we are, you're yeah, kidding. So, wow. And this has been kind of a depressing cast. So, so data. All right. Well, well we got to do the Duda song. Oh, um, ready? Duda, Duda, I'm not going to drive my car with oil. I am not going to invest in wind powder. Powder? Wind, wind powder. Wind powder. We, Duda, we, why don't you eat some cheese? All day, Duda day. Hello, thank you for calling Dell. Yes, it's it's Duda, so I cannot talk to you uh, right now. Please you, leave a message and I will call you after Duda. <laughs> 